Yes, yes, what's going on, people? It's Thursday afternoon, and that means one thing. It's time for Ben Talks. And uh, it is Ben Lewis riding solo today. Uh, Addie's out in Atlanta. She got a performance going on. So uh, let's send her all the best wishes and good vibes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to play our, our theme song. I just really wanted to start off with that joint um, by, off the new uh, Khaled album that was Higher. Once again, you're listening to Ben Talks. We're live on Radio Free Brooklyn. We got a bunch to get into today. And, of course, we got Grace May, our guest, that's going to be in the building. And we will get into all of that just up. I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, because most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me. I guess what I'm saying is that I really do love the most. This is hard knives, fighting to get on time, getting better every day, searching for some growth. My mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job. I'm in the field still, switching my approach. I got drop top dreams, hitting nine top threes for the team. Watch me kill it in the post. Don't have to ask me what I do this for. If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coast. It's the culture that made me. Queens turn me to a man I do nothing can face. Me. I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it. On the scene, people tell us NBC is the truest. Atlanta took the top spot. Running this music, we about to build this back from the ground. No more excuses, we got the best in the world. Like the homie Ben Lewis, celebrating if a trap gone. Break out the nooses, they've been sleeping on us like narcoleptics. Smoking like an antiseptic, now boasting just that invested. So me when I hit these records. Too much effort, now this can't be counterfeited. Hey, y'all be scared to stand down, y'all be trying to fit in. I'm 230 dry, still jumping up the stage, man. Everything I do is wet, watch me hit the 
feel like we're trapped. Came from the bottom, we ain't going back. We should chase treasure, we run up the map. Catch a lick if you front niggas gon' tax. I made the rules, so I know that's a fact. Bold just to throw it, come back off the glass. Like I'm DeAndre, the boards, I'ma crash. Now it's first class, we don't sit in the back. Back in the field, like we're hunt. Niggas ain't got it, so we had a front. Now we in Louis and King still around. Got to the back, now we get what we want. Swerve, shorty don't get to the back. Swerve, if it ain't money, then I curve. Hop in the pants and then I skirt. Diamonds ain't dripping, yeah, eyes hurt. Shorty believe it, I am a legend. I came off the bleachers. Carry that dope like I woke with some speakers. This ain't a camo, but I got that heater. Niggas, they hate it, now they want a feature. Now I'm too high, you can't catch me in either. Not to my necklace on froze. Get to the back till you tipping on foes. And I'm close like a brick or I dipped it in snow. Inside you sitting on gold. Family come first, know they eating. Only see stars in my ceiling. First to the bag, it ain't gonna wanna be him. But I stay quiet, I ball every season. Uh, this be the life that we preaching. Uh, sad, so you know I be beasting. Uh, rich, but I still punch your teeth in. Then I pull it up. Lies, I'm a smoke, I roll a blunt. If I want it, I got it, I have it. Go straight to the basket, I bowl with the double clutch. Shorty jump on me like double dutch. Though you ain't body, you smoking dust. This for the homies that's out in the field. Go to your jersey, get posted up. Yeah. Back in the field, I would trap. Came from the bottom, we ain't going back. Used to chase treasure, we run up the map. Catch a lick if you front, niggas gon' tax. I made the rules, so I know that's a fact. Bold just to throw it, come back off the glass. Like I'm DeAndre, the boards, I'ma crash. Now it's first class, we don't sit in the back.
evening. Uh, like I said before, we got into the, the music breaks. Um, Addie is in Atlanta right now, so she's getting ready for a performance. Um, so I'm running solo. Um, it's, still, it's still the same old show. Uh, got the shout-outs, trending topics. It's got a dope guest, Grace May, coming through to the studio. I'm very excited about that. Can't wait to get into a conversation with her. Um, but I just want to start off with just this thing, one thing real quick. So I was getting ready to, to, to get over here, and um, I was watching ESPN, and the spelling bee was on. And, you know, the words that they're asking these kids to spell are insane. And talk about watching something that makes you feel, like, dumb. That was exactly one of those moments for me. These kids are 13 years old, and they're spelling these insane words. And I, I was just like, man, uh, first of all, you know it's that time of year as a sports fan um, that ESPN is running thin on things to put on because it's a lot of bowling, it's a lot of uh, college softball, and, of course, the spelling bee. Uh, which, of course, is a big deal to, to the kids participating, but not so much to maybe the rest of the country. Um, but I, I was just like, yo, this is incredible. These kids are spelling these in, incredible words, and they're spelling words I've never even heard of. And, man, I, I just had to start out start out with that. But um, it is our shout-out segment, of course. Uh, a lot happened this weekend. Um, a lot of things going on. The NBA Finals start tonight. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but first, my first shout out. So Saturday, Midnight Dreams Collective celebrated their two-year anniversary. They had an event. It was live at the Paper Box, and um, it was it was it was a vibe, man. They had an indoor stage, which I was able to host. They had an outdoor stage. Uh, the energy outside was crazy, and yo, Saturday was not even like the warmest day. Uh, the weather's been, like, totally up and down, and, and also I'm going to get into that a little bit later on. But Saturday wasn't, like, the warmest day, but it was, it was still a pretty good turnout, and it was a, it was really good vibes on the outside stage. Um, so shout out to everyone involved. Uh, Push Button Collectives was involved. They're part of the reason that the outside was rocking the way it was. Um, a bunch of artists performed. Uh, Michael from the East, Indigo General, Jess Keith, Surge, Johnny Petrop. Riser, uh, I mean, anytime there's a big event, Riser's set is always, like, out of this world. Um, he had Deb set. They were dancing during the set. He had Anthony Anderson, the drum god, as I like to call him. He was absolutely killing it. But shout out to Midnight Dreams for celebrating two-year anniversary. And shout out to everyone who came out Saturday night. Uh, it was an absolutely fun time. It was a good time. I enjoyed seeing all those people. Uh, and thanks for rocking with Midnight Dreams. Um, I, myself, I've been rocking with them for the past year, and it's amazing to see the growth and everything that they've uh, accomplished and everything that they've done in the year that I've known them and been rocking with them. So definitely wanted to start off with that. Um, I want to shout out Drake as well because Drake is having the time of his life rooting for his Toronto Raptors. As If you're a sports fan or, I mean, even the casual fans know when it's time for championship, uh, when it's time for the championship to be decided in any of the major sports, because it's literally all over television. Um, and one of the ongoing storylines with the Toronto Raptors throughout this playoff run has been the behavior of Drake on the sideline. 
And while people are knocking him for being a super duper duper fan, I personally, one, enjoy seeing it, and two, let the guy live. So shout out to Drake, man. He's having the time of his life rooting for his Toronto Raptors. He's he's essentially put Toronto on the map. Uh, before Drake, um, maybe this is my own ignorance, but I don't really know if too many people from the city of Toronto, at least that were putting on for the city the way that Drake has been. And now the basketball team is finally following suit. They're in the NBA Finals. They got a tough task ahead of them uh, taking on the Warriors. But, man, I definitely want to shout out Drake because he is having a blast on the sideline. He's got those really, like, floor seats. He got the Spike Lee seat. He's, on the, he's, he's basically on the floor with it. He's close enough to massage the coach's shoulders. Um, and he definitely has. You can look it up. He's massaged the coach's shoulders. Um, but he is acting a fool. And I, for one, am here for it, all right? He's got, he's wildly successful, got a bunch of money. Um, his sports team is doing well and playing in a championship. He's the ambassador for the team. He's got his logo on the team's practice jersey. I mean, he's everything for the team except for an owner, which I feel like probably is going to change in the, in the next few years. Who knows? Maybe he'll be able to buy a portion of the Raptors and he can be an official owner. Um, but I, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching him on the sideline because he's having a good time. And I can't knock him for that. I really can't. And if you're hating on him, then I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. I guess you hate to see people have fun. That's your problem. Uh, while I'm on the topic of the NBA and shout-outs, I want to shout-out um, just the NBA in, in as a whole because the last, what, four years, we saw the same matchup in the NBA Finals, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Golden State Warriors. And if it's one thing that that will get you tired of watching something, it's seeing the same thing over and over again. And it, it started to, it got to that point. Not started, it got to that point because we saw the same thing in 2015, in 2016, in 2017, and in 2018. And with LeBron leaving Cleveland and heading to L.A., uh, which is now a mess, by the way, but whatever. Um, we knew that there was for certain going to be a new face coming out of the East in the NBA and representing the Eastern Conference, and we were going to have a brand-new matchup to the, in the NBA Finals, and it's something we could get excited about. Whether or not you think that they actually have a chance, that is totally different. Um, that's another discussion. That's another topic. But the fact that we get to sit there and watch two or one new team Go at it with the Warriors and and try to make their claim as the best in the league. Again, I'm here for it. I'm enjoying it. It's it's a good time, man. I can't wait to watch game one tonight at nine. That is going to be a blast. Absolutely can't wait. Oh, my goodness. But I know we were all tired of the same old matchups. At least I was. And most of the people that I know was tired of it as well. It's sort of like seeing the Patriots win all the time. And we're sort of getting there with college football because we're seeing Alabama and Clemson seemingly every year. Um, and on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you want to see the two best teams. But on the other hand, it's like, well, I kind of want to see a new face. I kind of want to see a new person emerge. I kind of want to root for somebody else. It's, it seems like you're putting out the same movie every year. All right. And you're just changing up the ending every so often. So shout out to the NBA, man. Um, so the weather has been crazy, right? The weather has been absolutely nuts. And... 
there's been uh, certain parts of the world, and this is nothing to, to joke about or laugh about, but in certain parts of the world, there's tornadoes going around, and tornadoes have ravaged, like, the Midwest and stuff like that. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to those people for sure. I hope everyone who has been affected by those tornadoes are safe and sound, and um, hopefully, you know, the, the country does its due diligence to help those people in need and those people that are affected by the tornado, the tornadoes that have passed. But if there's a group of people that didn't give a, a goddamn about <laughs> tornadoes hitting, it is those who watch The Bachelorette. Um, and so a meteorologist actually had to address this during his um, during an actual news broadcast. And we're going to go to... Uh, we're going to play the clip, and this is from Inside Edition. This is um, basically what happened to people who were upset about the tornado warnings as opposed to uh, watching The Bachelorette. Dangerous situation, okay? A weatherman lashes out at viewers on live TV. I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Why? Fans of The Bachelorette posted complaints on social media that the reality show was being interrupted in Dayton, Ohio for tornado warnings. I was just checking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. There was good reason for meteorologist Jamie Simpson to snap. Tornado on the ground. The swarm of tornadoes carved a path of destruction through the area. Or else it's gone. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. Even The Bachelorette herself, Hannah Brown, is on Team Weatherman, tweeting, Thanks, Dayton, Ohio, for the love, but be safe. Naders are no joke. Simpson later apologized for his rant. I'm sorry I did that. I'm just, it just really bothers me that we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. Yeah, so that was Inside Edition's um, <clears throat> report. Um, shout out to them. But, yo, I got to shout out this meteorologist because he didn't give a goddamn about the bachelorette. And shame on those people who were tweeting about just get to the show already. Maybe you don't understand the severity of a tornado approaching. A tornado, not just a regular thunderstorm. This is a tornado, all right? This And, and we saw in the report, someone's house got destroyed. People have lost their homes. I don't know if there's any, you know, anyone has lost their lives uh, at this point, but this is very serious. Even more serious than the Bachelorette herself. Uh, made a scene when she, I didn't know Tornadoes had a cool nickname like Naders, but that's besides the point. I want to shout out this meteorologist, because he didn't take your shit, Twitter, social media, alright? He didn't take it, he didn't want to stand for it, and he responded and lashed out because he had a platform. I mean, was it the best thing to do? Probably not because he was on live television and he is on the news, uh, but he did control himself for the most part. Uh, he's trying to do his job. His job is to report what is going on, and he was reporting what was going on, and the Bachelorette was seemed to be much, much more important than what was actually going on. But I want to shout out this meteorologist because, like I said, he didn't give a goddamn about what the hell any of you had to say about him reporting this tornado. All right, 
it was important and it needed to be done. Now, with that being said, that brings us to the end of our shout outs. Um, we've got trending topics up next. Uh, a couple things we want to touch on. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about the baby. Uh, if you're not a fan of hip hop, uh, if you don't know who he is, I'm going to let you know in just a second. But he has been involved in a string of incidents. And I don't know, is it his fault? Is it not his fault? We're going to get into that. Um, but up next, uh, we're going to get, we're going to take a break. Up next is Happy Birthday Calvin with no friends. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And we will be right back.
She lied to your nigga, bitch. Get caught with your hoe when I'm popping them both. Now they hot just like Bobby and Whitney. Stay out and go. Act like I don't know. But fuck it, I'm obviously winning. Don't make me go hit the bank. Take out a hundred to show you our pockets is different. I'm out with your bitch and I only want knowledge. She got a little mileage. I'm chilling. You disrespect me and I beat your ass up all in front of your partners and children. I'm the type to let nigga think that I'm broke until I pop out with a million. Pop. Can take 20K and put that on your head and make one of your partners come kill you. Yeah. Say fucking with me, then you gotta grow up. Cause this nigga gotta be kidding. This shit can't fit in my pocket. 
got like I hit the lottery, nigga. I slap the shit out of nigga. No talking, I don't like to argue with nigga. I don't. Ain't gonna be no more laughing. You see me whip out, cause I'm gonna be the shot me a nigga. No cap. I don't follow no bitches on Nigel, but all of your bitches, they following nigga. And that little nigga ain't gonna shoot shit with that gun. He just pull it out in his pitch. Bitch. Huh? huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about shit, I'ma pop it. Got like 32,000 in one of my pockets. The other one, that's where the Glock is. Glock. You little nigga wanna be in that gangsta, man. Tell all these little niggas stop it. Uh, be the Birmingham nigga in front of the store with your mammy and grandma shopping. Bitch. I've got on a whole nother wave on these niggas. Let's see one of these little niggas top that. I'll turn a nigga into a convertible. Push me a little nigga top back. Mm. Her boyfriend be hating and calling a groupie just cause she like all my music. Uh, she just sent me a text and to delete the message. She trying to find out it's confused. I don't know what these niggas thinking about. Use the brain on your head for you lose it. I pull up at the school and I teach her some shit. Tell your bro I'm a motherfucking tutor. Remember, I used to cheat off a pretty bitch. All the teachers, they thought I was stupid. Uh -huh. Was expecting the box to pull up on the truck, man. This nigga pulled up on the school. Fuck. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Yeah. Uh -huh. Shit, like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go out. Oh, wow. Good, yo. We're back. Radio Free Brooklyn, the best in the world, Ben Lewis. The resident hip hop junkie here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And you're listening to Ben Talks. And once again, I am riding solo this evening. Addie's in Atlanta. Um, she's getting ready for a show. But it's time for trending topics. Uh, we're going to talk about everything going down in the culture, man. And I definitely, definitely, definitely got to start out with everything that has been surrounding the, I guess, uh, he's not up and coming right now. He's, he's, he's pretty much made it. Um, what we just heard was Suge by the baby. A lot of artists have freestyled on it. I still I still want to challenge a bunch of artists because that beat, is it's a, it's a dope beat. But I imagine... Uh, now, again, I have no uh, talent in that aspect, but I imagine that it is a very uh, good beat, very easy beat to, to freestyle to. So, um, yeah, but besides that, besides the point of that, um, so, yeah, the baby's been involved uh, in several antics since coming onto the scene, um, and it's just... I hate to see people who just kind of get some type of, like, success and some type of fame and, um, well, I should say fame. People who just get some sort of fame because, again, I am a firm believer in that there is lots of money to be made in the music industry uh, without being, without getting radio spins, without being in the mainstream. Um, and one of the examples I like to use are people like Russ, Flapper Zombies. Those guys have a really big following. Those guys make a lot of money on the road. Uh, they do a lot of shows. They have fans. They have people that listen to their music. Their albums do really good numbers. And they're not necessarily what you would call mainstream. So the uh, baby has kind of burst onto the mainstream more recently. But it hasn't been without, I guess, consequence. I know when you are a successful person and you're from a certain area and you come from a certain community, there may be people that see your success And they may want to challenge you. They may want to hate on you. They may want to do whatever they can to destroy you. And I don't know if that's the case. But I do also know that, yeah, someone might have a problem with you in one area, in one place. Someone might have a problem with you in another place. Someone might have a problem with you in a third place. But at some point, 
have to look at yourself and say, am I the problem in here, in this situation? And like I said, the baby's burst onto the scene, and he, it has been problems after problems after problems. Um, so I'm going to give a little timeline of it, and, and not so much a timeline, but just I'm just going to name a few things that he's been involved in ever since he, he's burst onto the scene. Now, the first was the, the uh, shooting that took place in Walmart. This took place uh, back in November of 2018. Um, someone tried to, to rob him in Atlanta. And, you know, thankfully for him, the stand your ground laws in Georgia allow you to, to be carried to, to carry. He had the gun. It was registered. Uh, a shooting took place. Uh, unfortunately, a young man lost his life. But that was one thing. All right. Now, the next thing uh, is, is probably the more recent thing. Uh, it was the fight that we all saw in the, the Louis Vuitton store in the mall um, involving the baby and another rival rapper. Uh, his the baby and his security team handed out two beatings in as many weeks. Uh, complex uh, article on complex reads. Just in case that doesn't make it clear that folks should keep their distance if they see the Shook rapper, he sent out a video warning any future agitators. Um, the video came after the baby posted a video of an altercation between him and a fellow North Carolina rapper, Cam Coldheart. Uh, I thought uh, the baby was from South Carolina, but okay. Um, in a series of clips, Cam can be heard talking trash before the baby approaches him. The next clip shows Cam on the ground with a bloody face. Uh, and saying, you a bitch, y'all look at the nigga, the baby, that nigga, the baby in here talking some shit. Kohar says in the first clip, he walking up on me and shit like he about to do something. What you gonna do? What you taking your shit off for? Now, clearly, this is this is a clout chaser. Um, and he got embarrassed in the worst way. And he absolutely deserved what he got, which was a beatdown. And he was left on the floor with his ass out. Literally. If you see the video of the beatdown, he was left on the floor with his pants down, um, and his he was he was in a daze because when you get uh, any type of trauma to your head, you look very confused and dazed. Um, and he got his ass beat. Now, this could have turned out horribly for the baby because, and and I don't know if it still could. I don't know how connected this guy is. I'm hoping that's not the case, but. I, I don't know, man. This is this is just another thing to add to the list. Another thing to, to say, all right, okay, well, all right, you got the shooting. All right, that wasn't your fault. All right, this, okay, this isn't this isn't necessarily your fault. Um, but again, these things could lead to very tragic situations. And I don't know at what point, to what level of success do you reach before you say, let me stop trying to be real and let me stop trying to, you know, be this person that everyone is trying to get out of me and everyone wants me to be and let me think about the bigger picture so that's one thing all right um and then we look at uh just a few weeks ago the security team beat down uh what they say was a fan who just wanted a picture now this is two beat downs and a shooting since coming onto the scene he hasn't been in the mainstream for very long, although he might have been on the underground scene doing this thing for a long time. But as far as the mainstream, as far as getting radio play, as far as being nationwide, worldwide, it hasn't been very long. Now, um, 
the there's a, a video that shows um, that somebody was was got too aggressive, so to speak, asking for a picture, and the security, the baby security, kind of sort of handled it, and you know, it, it's just another, it's a, it's just another thing to, to that you're involved in that d- doesn't need to happen. That doesn't necessarily have to happen. If he's asking for the picture, fine, you don't want to give the picture. Um, unless you are in immediate or, or grave danger or what the hell, take the picture. Like, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is, is with that. And after that event took place, he decided that he was going to, he was not going to perform. Um, unless the baby is willing to, and this is according to TMZ, a uh, legal battle is brewing over a skipped gig and the brutal beatdown, which I'm uh, talking about. Unless the baby is willing to fork over $22,000, he's got a show to make up in New England. According to a promoter that feels that it got left holding the bag when the rapper bailed. When uh, TMZ broke the story, the baby security accused of violently punching a man's face and head outside the Central Nightclub in Lawrence, Massachusetts, the last Friday night. Um, and this is obviously a few weeks ago. Um, after the fan allegedly got aggressive when he was declined to a photo with the rapper. Interesting thing is the guy who got pummeled is a fellow rapper named Don Trag, who opened for the baby at concert. The baby never took the stage. He bounced after his crew's altercation with Trag, but NTS Entertainment says he took the 22000 He was paid for the show anyway. NTS tells TMZ that's all fine and good as long as he reschedules and come back to do a show at a later date. The company says it's in the early stages of negotiating with the baby, but will be willing to book the gig at a different venue in Boston or Connecticut. We're told NTS expects to work it out with the rapper and helps to avoid getting lawyers involved. These are things that are not good looks. This is just not a good look. There's no reason to have these kind of... These things add up to. All right? If these things will, at, at one point, from bigger promoters will start looking and say, I don't know if I want to book him for a show. Because he might get into a fight. His security might beat somebody down. His security might assault somebody. I don't know if I want to bring him to my venue because, you know, his he might do something and he then he might not perform. What I'm trying to get at is if these altercations and these little events continue to happen constantly, then it's going to start to affect the money. And we've seen it happen where just more recently, someone like 6ix9ine, who was not able to perform in many, most of the venues here in his own home state in New York, in the five boroughs, he really couldn't perform. I was at Powerhouse when they had to sneak him into the IZOT Center so that he can perform. He had to be snuck into the IZOT Center so that he can perform because of all the antics and all the shenanigans and everything that followed when 6ix9ine came around. And this is the same thing. It seems like either Trouble constantly finds the baby or he constantly finds Trouble. I don't know what it is, but this is not a good look, man. And this guy, to me, is very talented and has a very good opportunity to become massive. But if these things continue to happen, it's going to suck because I don't know if venues are probably looking at him now. Promoters might be already looking now and be like, uh, I don't know if I want to work with him because I don't want 
my patrons getting assaulted. I don't want someone getting beat up outside if they want a picture. I don't want someone getting beat up, you know, in my venue. I don't want someone getting shot in my venue. Like, these are all things that people who put together events think about. And these are all things that you don't want to have to deal with as a promoter, as a venue owner. You don't want to have to deal with these things. And I'm hoping that maybe he sits down and, and takes a look in the mirror and looks at himself and says, you know what, I have to clean it up. Or maybe he talks to security that says, hey, maybe we need to find a more efficient, more um, sensible and less problematic way to get out of situations. Because in, in, in none of these situations, um, uh, with the exception of the situation that took place in Atlanta with the shooting, I don't feel like he was in, in grave danger. And I do think promoters do look at these things. People who own venues do look at these things. Um, and it's, it's only a matter of time until these antics start to catch up with him. And then, more recently... Um, and I saw this last night, this surfaced last night on Twitter, that he spit into the crowd. He spit into the crowd because somebody threw a dollar at him. Now, yes, he's not a dancer. He's not a stripper. The person who threw the dollar, very disrespectful. And it, to me, it was on the venue to find the person who did that and remove them from the crowd. Because if you are going to a show, if you feel like you can disrespect the artist then you don't deserve to be there and you deserve to be removed from the crowd and possibly banned from the venue because you're not respecting the the fact that someone is up there performing and, and, and performing their art and putting their art on display. But that doesn't mean that you can just spit in randomly into the crowd because, for one, on stage, you don't know who threw the dollar. If you're doing your thing, you don't know where it came. You just know what direction it came from and then you're going to spit. So now... What, a random, you, you spit randomly into an area where the dollar came from? So someone who probably wasn't even involved, someone who probably respected you, probably just got spit on? What the hell does that say about you that you're going to do something like that? And that really, that really like ticked me off because he wasn't, he's not, I don't feel like he's been, he, not, I don't feel like he hasn't been in the public eye for very long. And it's just, like I said, problem after problem after problem. I hope he gets it together soon because, look, he, I, again, I, I feel like he's very talented. He's very good. Um, I, I enjoyed his album, Baby on Baby. I, I, I thought everything, I thought the album was, was good start to finish. The single he has out now, Suge, is a banger. Uh, I play it a bunch on my own. I, anytime it's on the radio, I listen to it. But... It's but so much that people will put up with. And eventually, karma and all these things are going to catch up to you. So you really got to try to get your shit together, the baby, and, and really just focus on getting your money and, and staying out of trouble and staying out of the public eye for a negative reason. Um, moving on in trending topics. Uh, so Remy Ma is now facing... New charges. Now, uh, we reported this uh, a few weeks back on the show. Uh, Remy Ma, and this is according to thegrio.com. Remy Ma now faces four more criminal charges in an assault case involving Love and Hip Hop New York co-star. Um, the rapper, who is no stranger to fighting assault allegations, is now facing more drama linked to an altercation between herself and a co-star. Rapper Remy Ma has found herself in deeper trouble stemming from her arrest from punching Love & Hip Hop New York star Britney Taylor. Um, in the eye 
a new criminal complaint alleges. The All The Way Up rapper was hit with four more charges by prosecutors, which includes two counts in the third degree, one count of aggravated harassment in the second degree, and one count of harassment in um, the second degree as well. Uh, earlier this month, Remy turned herself to, into police for allegedly punching Taylor at a benefit concert on April 16th. She was first charged with a misdemeanor assault. Taylor accused Ma of punching her in the right eye at the Pretty Lou Benefit concert in New York. Taylor, who is also a rapper, reportedly suffered bruises from the incident. Taylor recently filed legal documents requesting the NYPD to keep evidence such as video, photographs, and investigative reports tied to her alleged confrontation with Ma. Remy's attorney, Don Florio, told the outlet that prosecutors updated the time of the alleged attack. Prosecutors now say the attack happened between 9.30 and 10.30 p.m. Remy's team says she was at a concert and has visual evidence she was not where Taylor claimed she was, which could prove to work in Remy's favor. Um, the rapper does have a plea deal on the table. She pleads guilty to one of the former misdemeanor charges. The others will be dropped, and she will have to enter an anger management program. She is still on parole, mind you, until August following her release from prison in May 2014 after serving six years in prison on assault charges. Her latest is scheduled to begin in July. Um, yeah, so a lot of mixed, a lot of mixed feelings about this story um, because clearly uh, this young lady has it out for her mom. Uh, clearly she has an issue with her. Clearly she wants, I don't know, whatever she deems is justice to be served. But my thing is, and this was my thing from... from the beginning i mean again and, and this is based on if this is true if she never uh if she never assaulted the, the young lady if she never attacked the young lady then that is a whole other thing on its own but man Ray Ma, look she got the, she had the show she came out she's on state of the culture she's come out and she's bounced back very well the culture has embraced her extremely well and extremely happy for her and, and papoose and she just had a child and everything so my initial reaction was, stay out of the damn, like, stay out of trouble. It's my thing, the same thing I got with the baby, man. Stay out of trouble. Don't get involved. There's no reason for any of it. There's no reason. Um, she has too much to lose. Too much to, yeah, like I said, she has she has way too much to lose. And and nothing to gain from, from being involved in any sort of confrontation. Because, again, she's on parole, so she's lucky that... She doesn't have a judge who's starving to put her behind bars like how we see Meek Mill does. Um, and so she's lucky that this hasn't uh, threatened to land her back behind bars. Um, with that being said, uh, we're going to move on. A black couple in Mississippi has had a gun pulled out on them while they're while just trying to have a picnic. Um, now, Memorial Day was this past weekend, and a lot of us, you know, decided to have cookouts, barbecues, go to the park, go to the beach, whatever you decided to do to spend the weekend. Um, maybe you just laid up with a significant other. Whatever the case is, this one couple in particular um, just wanted to have a picnic um, when a white campground manager in Mississippi pulled a gun on them. And this is according to BuzzFeed News. A white campground manager in Mississippi has been fired after pulling a gun on a black couple who had stopped by with their dog to have a picnic. Franklin and Jessica Robinson Along with their two-year-old dog, they're treating dogs like dogs like children now. Yes, the dog is too. 
um, decided to have a lakeside picnic on Memorial Day. They went to Octiba, Octabiha County Lake near Starkville, Mississippi, a site run by Campgrounds of America. That would have been my first red flag because they spell campgrounds with a K. Within minutes of their arriving, a woman in a yellow KOA employee shirt appeared in the truck. When she got out, she had a gun in her right hand, her finger on the trigger. The woman identified herself as a campgrounds manager and told the couple to leave and that they didn't belong and that they needed reservations. Well, if you don't have reservations in Mississippi, apparently you get a gun pulled out on you. And this is the same energy that we've seen time and time again that have gotten innocent black people killed by the hands of a overzealous, overreactive white person with a firearm. And then we see later on that they get off. This is absolutely ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with just approaching a couple, having a picnic. I mean, the least dangerous time, the least like the, le- the, the one time that I am not a threat is if I am with my significant other and we're sitting on the grass with our dog having a picnic but she didn't feel the need to go and have a conversation with them she decided that she had to pull out her gun and make sure that they got off the property quick fast and in a hurry um now fortunately the gun was not used but this is still i mean this is a disgusting story but i'm not surprised because it's mississippi and again they're run by a company called campgrounds of america and they spell campgrounds with a K. Well, that's all you needed to know about that. Uh, yes, so that is it for our trending topics. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we got Blow the Whistle up next. And do remember, we have a very special guest, Grace May, in the building. Um, we're going to be sitting down with her later on in the show. And we're going to get into her new single, uh, quiet. Can't wait to do that. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world. Your resident hip hop junkie here at Radio Free Brooklyn, Ben Lewis. Um, so we're going to play Kid Wolf. This is Harvey Dent by Kid Wolf. Once again, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. We'll be right back.
the song in no way, shape, or form was intended to disrespect or mock anyone who's been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. See me, I, I just find myself in situations where I get distracted and I realize whatever it is I'm doing is probably something else I can be doing to get way richer. That else that had a role, man. I got ADD. My life flashing before my eyes while I'm still alive. Paint a vivid picture that's polarized through these rhymes. Before I let you shit on my pride, I do the time. Kill you and whoever next to you is still alive. Lamborghini dreams, I'm contemplating suicide. On the fly doors, the fuck with your boo inside. Money call, I'm predisposed. I got ADD. High definition, everything HD. L F A A L F A. Drop down, now I'm getting money for them essays. Just met her, getting head by the next day. Trendsetter, all my bitches call me sense. It's so hard to pay attention every day. You get your mention, what you say is what you live in. I know. Pray I never go broke. It's my religion, counting digit after digit. No, I can't take it with me, but you gotta put your money where your mouth is. You gotta put your money where your mouth is. I don't really wanna talk about shit. I don't really wanna talk about yeah. I got ADD, huh? Hold up, wait, what you say to me? Hold up, huh? I got ADD. This ain't make believe, I'm where you gotta pay to be. I do it, yeah, I do it, yeah. I got ADD. Hold up, huh? What you say to me? Huh? Hold up, I got ADD. This ain't make believe, I'm where you gotta pay to be. I do it, yeah. Strong sativa strain, so high, we need a plane. Supply the energy and apply my inner fame. Admit it, you've been afraid, that's why you've been a lane. No time to imitate, fuck holes and innovate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crest up, hold in the face. I woke up in the matrix, feeling out of place. I feel like I'm possessed. I feel like I'm the best. I feel like not feeling the thing while under stress. And Lord knows, I do the city over my shoulder like some overrolls. But they don't love your ass till you dead or long gone. I hide it in a sweatsuit over some long johns. That's why I'd rather do this shit all on my own. They crack the bitch in the wall 40 miles over the speed limit. They kill us all before I let them motherfuckers say that I fell off. Gotta put your money where your mouth is. You gotta put your money where your mouth is. I don't really wanna talk about shit. I don't really wanna talk about shit. I got ADD, huh? Hold up, wait, what you say to me? Hold up, huh? I got ADD. This ain't make believe. I'm where you gotta pay to be. I do it, yeah, I do it, yeah. I got ADD. Hold up, huh? What you say to me? Huh? Hold up, I got ADD. This ain't make believe, I'm where you gotta pay to be. I do it, yeah. Trippin' so these bitches need a raincoat. Water to my neck, I'm just tryna stay flow. Yeah, I'm the only one I put my faith on. Don't know if God real, but I still pray to him. Living my life ain't giving my price, they getting upset. I'm keeping it nice and simple. I ain't give a fuck, then no give a fuck now. And those are my enlightened views. Push it to the limit, lower risk, I might refuse. Lower it to y'all standards just to show and tell and prove. If I got trouble on my mind, and I can only tell a booth it when the crowd sing it back. That's how I know that they approve it. If the ass fat enough, I tell her, sell it for the views. Take a picture, get a bag, then go buy your ass some shoes. Real nigga talk, real nigga walk. Yeah, yeah. Smoking in the open, hard to keep focus. Yeah, yeah. Talk about shit. I got ADD, huh? Hold up, wait, what you say to me? Hold up, huh? I got ADD. 
looks right, babe. Brooklyn, we back with another one. DJ Superstar, who is this? So Brooklyn, stand the fuck up. Yeah, shit like this. Listen, Brooklyn, take that, take that. Real talk, I ain't really with the fake shit. Avoid confrontation, if not, funeral wake shit. Niggas talk pretty like they 50, no biggie. Y'all leave your eyes puppy, then I spray you with the fake bitch. Sound like a savage and I'm raging like Rihanna. If you got a foundation, I'ma hit you with the promise. Shorty begging me to see ya. Really, I ain't trying to find her. Guess she thought she was a ball, but trying to hit me with the lineup. Knowledge in the power, all I need is a plan. Yeah, your third eye blind, but I'm still making pants. Cause it's right like Betty, now they low-key fans. Skip so, spit low, six shit I can. Celebrating our anniversary with a blowout party Friday, June 14th, 6 to 10 p.m. Outdoors in the big backyard at Tradesman Bar, located at 222 Bushwick Ave, off of the L train, Montrose Ave. Stop. It's free. Yes, it is absolutely free. So there's absolutely no reason for you not to show up. Uh, so we are a nonprofit, so we'd love a donation, of course. Um, but if you spend any time at all with us in the past four years, please come by. We really want to meet you, our host, volunteers, listeners, and listeners-to-be will all be there in the flesh. There is nothing better than a backyard party hosted by your very own RFB host. And now, worries, man, no worries if it rains. Uh, we have an indoor option as well. All this info will be on the website at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. I'm pumped about this four-year um, anniversary party. I've been here for most of that, and uh, it's been—it's—we've grown a lot in the, in the past, and it's time to celebrate us turning four. Uh, we've come from being in a very uh, basement, I should say, the projects—I'm gonna call it. We come from.
for being in the basement. Um, and we're now here in this fancy office building here at Hundred Bogart, who've been very gracious to us. Um, but with that being said, make sure you go to RadioForBrooklyn.org, get all the info about our upcoming four-year anniversary party. Um, now it's time for Blow the Whistle, and remember later on, we got Grace May, who will be on the show. I can't wait to get into uh, the conversation with her. Her voice is amazing. We're going to play a song. Uh, you're going to be amazed. I, I, trust me. But it's time for Blow the Whistle. Um, and I have to address now, I started the show with shout-outs. I talked about the Paper Box. They hosted the Midnight Dreams Collective um, two-year anniversary event, which I hosted, and it was an absolute blast. But, Mr. Bouncer, how did a bouncer get into my Blow the Whistle? Well, let me tell you, the bouncer at the Paper Box on Saturday night was out of pocket. First, he was making suggestive comments to uh, a lady friend I had invited to the show, telling her that, oh, you're going to stay with me? And when she said that she was here with somebody, oh, do I look scared? Well, Mr. Bouncer, how about you do your job and not sexually harass the guests that come into the venue? How about that? But that was the first strike. The second one was when people were stepping out for air at 11 o'clock. Mind you, we had the venue till 3 a.m. We had the venue till 3 a.m., and people are stepping out at 11. He's telling them that all exits are final. <laughs> Again, Mr. Bouncer, who are you working for tonight? Are you not? Are, are you working for the people that booked the venue, or are you just in it for yourself? And when asked why he was doing this, he said, I don't want to pat people down anymore. Um, Paperbox NYC. This, this venue, I've, gone, I've been to this venue a bunch of times, and they've been relatively nice, but they were just, and I got to put it on the entire sta- uh, on the entire venue. They were just out of pocket Saturday night. That bouncer needs to be addressed. He was being rude to patrons. He was being rude to the people, the very people that rented out the venue that gave him the opportunity to be working on a Saturday night instead of being at home twiddling his thumbs and watching Netflix. You, were, you actually had a gig. But you decided to be an asshole about it, and, oh, I don't want to pat people down, and I'm going to sexually harass people when they come into the building because I'm a bouncer, and I'm not scared of anything. The paper box needs to address this guy, and they need to do something about it. Otherwise, I'm someone who throws events, and I know a lot of people who throw events, and I will use this microphone as a weapon because, like they say, a microphone is more powerful than any weapon you can ever have. And I will use this as a weapon to do everything in my power to ask people to make sure that people I know do not book venues there because of this asshole bouncer. And, yes, I'm going to put this up online, and I'm going to tag the paper box. And, shit, I'll do it every goddamn day if I have to until I get some sort of response or until they tell me the lie that they fired the bouncer. Until something. But that was, he was completely out of pocket. You're telling people at 11 o'clock that they can't come back into the venue when the party is going on until 3 a.m. The party was going on until 3 a.m. Am I not allowed to step out and get some air? It is a party. We are dancing. It is a bunch of people inside. It does get hot. But if I step out at 11 o'clock to get some air or those, those people who smoke to get a smoke, I can't come back in because the bouncer doesn't want to pat people down anymore lazy jerk <sighs> anywho um, I just got I start off with blow the whistle with that 
Uh, second thing on um, Blow the Whistle. Uh, so it's Memorial Day this weekend, and I had to blow the whistle. I have to blow the whistle on those greedy ass people who show up at the cookout and leave with 15 to go plates. How long do you plan on eating barbecue food? Please, please to answer. I, I want to know the answer to this question. How long do you plan on eating grilled chicken, ha- hot dogs, hamburgers, and shitty potato salad? How long do you plan on eating that? That you need 15 to-go plates. There are people at cookouts that pack to-go plates before anyone else has even gotten food. There are people who pack to-go plates before the announcement has been made that the food is ready. There are people who stand and hover over the grillsmen waiting for that piece of chicken, for that piece of steak, for that rib to be at the right temperature for them to put it right into their to-go plate. I know it's tiring to stand up and cook in the kitchen every day. I get it. All right. No one's asking you to do that. But again, how long do you plan on eating food from a cookout? If you're still eating food from the, a cookout that you went to on Monday, then uh, you're disgusting. All right. Because in my eyes, leftovers are no good after the first day. All right. I'm not going to sit there and eat something and microwave something for an entire week. That's just disgusting. All right. Um, next on Blow the Whistle, and this is also my Don't At Me segment. Uh, I'm blowing the whistle on Mother Nature because she has been completely out of pocket. All right. For two days, it's summer. For three days, it's winter. For half a day, it's spring. And then it goes back to being winter or fall or whatever the hell she decides to do. Um, we It was it was real nice, beautiful on Sunday, wasn't it? It was nice. It was hot. People was in shorts. The sundresses was out. You know what I'm saying? The, the people was going was going to the beach and everything. And then here comes Tuesday, and uh, it hasn't stopped raining. So this tweet stone at me goes to Mother Nature. Make up your damn mind, please. I don't know if I should put away my winter clothes. I don't know if I should put away my hoodies and sweaters and sweatshirts. I don't know if I should pull out my T-shirts and shorts. I don't know if I should make plans to go to the beach in the middle of June because we're still experiencing 55-degree days. What the hell is going on? One minute it's 90. One minute it's 60. The next there's a damn hurricane. Why are you doing this to us? This is leading me to believe that climate change is not five years, 10 years, 12 years away. It's actually going on right now. All right. This is this is ridiculous. You have to pack an umbrella, a coat, a jacket, long pants, sweatpants. I I don't even know how to dress anymore. It is confusing because there are times where it said 60. I've walked outside and I've been sweating. There are times where it said 70. And I walked outside and said, man, I should probably grab a jacket. And don't get me started on the pollen and the allergies. All right? I'm at a point where I'm breaking Zyrtec down and snorting it so it gets straight into my bloodstream because I cannot wait for the pills to dissolve in my system to take effect because my allergies are absolutely on fire. And it's killing me. I can't take it anymore. Mother Nature, please, I beg of you. I know I'm a no one. I'm just a small person in a world of 7 billion. But I just ask, summer is literally about two or three weeks away. And I don't know if we're really going to have one. I really don't because 
they say April showers bring main flowers. Well, I ain't seen a goddamn flower. All I've seen is dark clouds, thunder, and a bunch of rain and some questionable, confusing weather. And people don't even know how to dress anymore. I saw someone with prep fit shorts and a North Face snorkel jacket. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. This weather is out of pocket. It's out of control. Mother Nature, please, please, I'm begging you. Give us our proper seasons back. Whatever we did, we're sorry. At least I'm sorry. All right? I can't take this anymore. I said what I said. Mother Nature, please stop being an a-hole and a jerk. Don't at me. Oh, man. Had to get all that off my chest. Um, gotta take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Grace May's in the building. Can't wait to get into a conversation with her. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the rest of the world. Ben Lewis riding solo today. Addy is in Atlanta getting ready for a performance. Let's send all the good positive vibes to Addy. Make sure she does her thing out there. Coming up right now is Delilah by White Boy. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and it's Ben Talks.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis, and I'm riding solo today. Addy, once again, is in Atlanta getting ready for a performance. Um, how she is able to go on so many vacations and travel so much, I do not know. Um, I, I, I should have been in the room while we were negotiating contracts with her because um, she has way too many days off. But anywho, that we don't need Addy today. And I hope she's listening. We don't need you today, Addie, because we got Grace May in the building. Hey. A very talented singer. Mayor? I just said Grace May here. Oh, I thought <laughs> you said Grace May. I thought I got your name wrong. No. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes, man. So it, it is an absolute pleasure to be able to sit down with you. Um, first off, like, how you doing? You good? Everything I'm, good with you? I'm great. I'm great. You're segment earlier was hilarious so oh, just oh, I, I really the, resonated with me let me, like let, a lot of let me put the volume up so the <laughs> listeners can hear you say that again so, uh no but uh no thank you i appreciate that You're, thank you for having me oh of course of course man I, once i listened to the song and and made sure that the voice was legit because you know because because nowadays producers do a lot of work and engineers, they, they they do some magic sometimes. This is with, true, magic, yes. Yes, it's like magic sometimes with what the engineers and the producers do. <laughs> and believe me, I was looking. I was like, man, there's no way that this voice is. And, and the, the only word I could think, the, the voice is, is beautiful. Aw. Like, it is, Thanks. It, it, it is very, very beautiful. And then the single, Quiet, is really good as well. Um, and you are in... You're, you're in New York by way of uh, Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, born, and raised. born and raised in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Now, okay, so a question I like to ask a lot of people yes. that, that I know of that are new to New York. What was the culture shock like for you? To New York? Yes. Like, what was it like making the transition? I, like, I don't know much about Toronto. Is it like a big city just like we are? Like, what was that transition like for you? It's funny because I thought... New York and Toronto were so alike, but it's, uh, in terms of, it is a, it is a city at Toronto, um, I live downtown, so I, it is in the city, but mm-hmm. New York is like 10,000 times bigger, like, right. I, uh, when I first moved here, I was, I'm living in Brooklyn, and I was working in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and so my brother was like, oh, so can you walk to work, and I was like, it takes me an hour on the subway, like, yeah, that, probably just how huge, yeah. how huge it was, how huge Brooklyn is, mm-hmm. like, I had no... I had not a clue. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go like 10 minutes on the subway in Toronto and you're in a completely different city. So, that wow. was like a, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like 10 minutes on the subway here and you're in, you're in the and same same place. It's, it's literally like, the same place. Like, yeah, I live like 10 place. minutes from here and it's still Brooklyn. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is, especially for me uh, living in the part of Brooklyn that I live at, like, it's about the same taking public transportation and driving to get here. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same commute. Um, have you realized how horrible we are here in New York? Or is everyone nice to you here so far? I It's just different uh, mannerisms, I'll say. Just different, uh, you know, reactions and responses to to how we go about things. Like um, in Toronto, like someone bumps into you and you apologize. Right. You know, like that doesn't happen here, but that's just like more like a Canadian thing. <laughs> we just apologize, but... Right. You're like some bumps into you and oh, just nobody's apologizing. There's like ten million of us <laughs> walking around. Eh, it's just a little bump. Yeah. So someone stepped on the back of my shoe today. My whole shoe came off. And 
and she just kept going. Wait, like, actually, that happened to me. <laughs> I stepped on totally by accident. Uh-huh. I, I was in a rush, and I stepped on the back of someone's foot. And he, like, took his headphones out. He <laughs> turned around. He was ready to, like, actually maybe yell oh, at me. No. me. I know. <laughs> my heart jumped into my stomach for a second, oh, I swear. No. <laughs> so, that was, that was, that was a lot. Was there, was, was there, new. was there a, was there a welcome to New York moment? Like, it's one thing, like, you, you come from Toronto, mm-hmm. come to New York, and you're like, oh, big city, everything like that. But was there a moment that something happened and you're like, okay, okay, I'm, is this New York City? Like, this is it. Um, probably my first show, I guess, because, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you take the subway to get there, which is, like, so New York, and you, like, cross yeah. over the Williamsburg Bridge, and then, um, like, you get out, and, like, the city's bustling, and I guess just, like, playing, like, actually being a part of the, the scene, yeah. was, like, when I was, like, okay, like, I'm in New York, not a New Yorker in the slightest, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, part of the city. Was, was there any, like... Was there stuff about the subway that you heard, like, in Toronto that proved to be true? Like, I don't know how the, the New York subway system like is compared. talked about. Yeah, it compares to what um, uh, what you see in, in Toronto. So the guy that used to, this is, like, kind of just such a boring fact, but the guy that used to run the one in Toronto now is running the one here to, like, get them to be the same, I guess, or something. Okay. Is that, um, a, is that a good thing? Yes, except, th- again, like, here, the subway, like, is, like, the most... Everyone says, it's the grid, it's so easy, like, I... I still I, get lost. I, it's just, <laughs> I have this look at my map every day, I'm sorry, like... You look I, at your map, like, you look at an actual map? I mean, it's on my phone, oh, but oh, I, oh. I do uh, the zoom in, and I'm kind of like, okay, here's where the line starts, here's where the line ends, like, I'm not ashamed, I don't want to get lost, but, um, anything that I heard... Um, not really. It's about the same. Like, subways okay. in Toronto and New York, like, are about the same. Just, like, you have a way better chance of getting lost here than in Toronto. Oh, yeah. I still get lost. And I've been here all my life. Right. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. You, 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 you have a long, long Sweet. time uh, to keep Before getting lost. Before I, like, lost. get comfortable. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Just last week, I got on the train Uh-oh. going in the complete opposite direction of where I needed <laughs> to go. Luckily, I leave my house obnoxiously early for things. Okay, that's so good. Okay. I have time to kind of get lost and get back on track um, because I know I'm horrible with direction. Okay, yeah. Um, but sometimes you get caught up in the panic of hearing the rumbling of the train. Yeah. So you run up the stairs and you just get on the first train yep. you see, and then it's like, this is not what I. This no. is not the train I, I needed. Or I was, I when I first moved here, I was always late for things because I was like, oh, I'll just get on the local. Like, what is, what is the difference? It's big. That's big. Big. <laughs> into that right now mm-hmm. uh just kind of give us an idea of what was like your state of mind kind of making that song and recording that song and pretty much like what the song is about yeah um so quiet um is about acknowledging that struggling in silence is okay mm-hmm. um and that what you're going through doesn't have to be obvious for it to be real mm-hmm. you don't it's okay you know the He's like, it's okay not to be okay. Right. Um, yeah, so when I wrote it, which was, like, quite a while ago now, maybe, like, a year and a half ago, um, I was just, like, going through some stuff, and, and I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to, like, make my friends feel bad, make my family feel bad. And so kind of the only thing I know how to do when I can't talk about my feelings is, is write and yeah. sing. Um, so I went to the, like, practice room at school, 
and wrote it within like 20 minutes. I didn't even know, didn't even have like a um, plan when I sat down, didn't know what I was even going to write about. And then the song basically just like wrote itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we got into the studio with my guitarist, Ben Suarez. And um, it was like a one take. Like we didn't do, um, there's no like cut and paste. I mean, there's ad libs, so you can hear like um, background vocals and like Ben does some like adding, uh, um, added some guitar licks, but the actual entire song was recorded like totally in one take um just to have like that feeling and that like raw emotion and like yeah have that there so wow all right so uh we're we gonna get into it right now i'm gonna let you uh introduce it because i know i probably wouldn't do it justice uh, so i'm gonna let you introduce the the song quiet to our listeners okay and we'll get right into it okay so this is quiet everyone available on all streaming platforms i really hope you enjoy So can you keep this quiet, babe? Can you keep this quiet, babe? I can handle this pain. Oh, I swear it will be any day. Oh, 
strange and I didn't expect it at all yeah uh, but you totally have to you know because you want to emote when you're performing so you have to put yourself back in that space but when you're in a completely different time in your life now which I am you know I've been out of school for a while and I like am doing better than I was when I wrote that yeah. so yeah when you when I perform it and when I have to like talk about it which of course I'm happy to do but it's it's like yeah it's just weird like I was um when it was first released, I was working with um, a publicist, and so we, I was filling out all these like written interviews. And I like at some point during the week, I was like, "Why am I feeling like so down? Why am I so sad?" And I just realized it's because I had to like completely put myself back in that space to answer the questions like, "What were you feeling when you wrote this?" and "What was the recording process?" and like think about that time. Uh, yeah, so it, it's completely unexpected and it makes me look forward to future releases like about other topics that I can yeah. kind of like get, you know yeah right uh, so I, I want to like take this time like, like to go back to like the beginning a little bit okay um you're a child in Toronto yeah how do you get into like was singing always kind of like a, a passion for you or were you was this something that kind of like fell into your lap like how, how did it start off for you wanting to pursue this this dream um so i i never i i wouldn't say i never thought i was gonna be a singer i knew that i always really liked to do it and so i would do you know i'd sing um in church or like for recitals like if i was taking singing lessons i started around like six or seven yeah and just because i liked it didn't really think much of it um you know music was always like played in my house um my both grandpas on both sides like were involved in music but I know I didn't uh, the whole like hobby to career yeah. really didn't happen until like end of high school which feels kind of late I feel like most people kind of like have this like moment when they're really young where they're like this is what I'm meant to do but I didn't really have that until kind of like I was old, like, like 18 or 20 so, so you were like oh, were you the kid that was always like 
like singing around the house. Yeah, I don't really remember, place. but my brother was always telling, like, has telling you to shut like, up. Yes. Hey, I'm like, I don't really remember singing that much, and he was like, <laughs> Are you actually kidding? Because he, <laughs> he sang all the time, like in the shower, and yeah, yeah, that was me, I guess. I don't oh, remember. Man. So, so, so you talk about like the end of high school is when you had that like moment of like, I think I want to do this. Well, it was it was like. If I don't do this, I literally be so bored doing anything else. Like right. I went to a uh, performing arts high school, so I was singing every day for high school. And again, I never really—I just knew that I loved to do it, and I knew that it made me feel really good. Didn't really think too much about it. But then when I was going to college, I was like, okay, there's no way I can just sit in a classroom and not do something musical. Like I would—I would be so bored and so unsatisfied with life. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, music is an option. Well, that, well that, at least like you knew that much because there are people that have that feeling like, man, if I sit here, like I'm going to be bored, but they yeah. don't know what it is. What else to, they would be Yeah, doing. what yeah. it is that they even want to do. True. So it, it's great that you kind of had the bug a little bit early on and then kind of decided yeah. on it like after high school. Because, again, I sit down with a, a bunch of different artists and I'll have people who say, hey, man, I, I just really wanted to start making music like five months ago. And I'm just like, whoa. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, exactly. So it, it's good that you kind of had that, that bug in you for, for the longest time. Um, so so you, you decide, like, after high school you want to do this. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to kind of share, like, something that maybe you wrote with, Ooh. like, other people? Because I know when, you, when you're coming up, and you're a rapper, a singer, whatever yeah. the case is, you might have, like, hundreds of pages of stuff written down in the book, mm-hmm. but you don't show it to anybody. So so how long did it take you to even share that I want to pursue singing? And here's what I sound like, you know, here's oh a song gosh. that I recorded. Like, how long did it take you to, to kind of share that stuff with everybody? Years. Like, years. Like, I yeah. didn't, uh, I'd say, like, two years from from when I first entered college because then I then I went to Berkeley in Boston and was just like completely overwhelmed by how many musicians there were and instrumentalists and singers right. and kind of uh, was the felt the little fish in the huge ocean like like, in, like not a pond like literally an ocean right, right, of like right. talented musicians and so I kind of like swallowed my like as you said like you kind of were like let me just hide what I've written anyway yes yeah, so it um I was thinking about this today. I think um, probably 2016, which is like only three years ago, um, when I had like the performance bug. Like I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do my own thing. Like yes, I'd been like singing in class, but it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. Right. Um, and yeah, my first like band or something, and perform my songs, and I was totally nervous and like didn't think anybody was gonna like it, but. You just got to do it because it's what you love to do, you know? And right, exactly. That someone believes in you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. It's just like getting out there. You just got to do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just do it. And Can't, I'm so glad that I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you decided to share your, your gift Aww, with, you. with the world. And, and again, like the, the voice is like amazing. Thank you. Uh, the song is really dope. I really enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> so, like, you've, you've, been, you've had the chance to do a bunch of, like, performances around, mm-hmm. like, New York City. Yeah. Um, you do a bunch of, like, cover videos, like, mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, so, I, I want to talk about, like, the performances for a bit. Okay. Uh, what was, do you remember your first performance and, like, what was, like, going through your head? Like, ever? Or, you know, when I, like, moved to New York? Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about your first performance ever. What was, what was, oh, gosh. Your first performance. 
performance, your first time performing something that you wrote. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, because it's easy to do, like, you know, some Annie, you know, Annie plays or something like that. But well, the, first, the first thing that you <laughs> yeah, wrote, like, like this is my creation. Like, oh, my I'm gosh. sharing this with the world. Okay, what was okay. that like? Ooh, I'm really trying to think. There, maybe, okay, so I did, okay, I think this was it. I could be wrong, but, um. It, at Berkeley, the cafeteria like converts into a stage, um, and there was a culture shock show. Um, so like they hung flags everywhere, and I was trying. I did a couple songs um, showing like my like Caribbean Canadian roots, and I performed um, my yeah like the first original that I like let people hear is called My Beautiful. I still perform it now sometimes if it's like it's pretty up tempo. A little bit different than what I do now, but if I'm doing something that like needs people right. to like kind of like get on their feet, then I'll do it. Um, how did I feel? Just com- so nervous, just so nervous. Yeah. That was the first time people were really hearing me, and and it's it's one thing when you can like kind of have this like persona online and like it looks really good, but then when you get on stage, you actually have to like make it sound just as good as it might yeah. look. So, yeah. Yeah, I had a bad experience singing in front of people. Did you? It was karaoke. I've never done karaoke. Well, don't do karaoke because you can actually sing. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Do I just go up there and, like, do it well or do it? Don't be that not guy. Well. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants that person. Nobody likes the okay, person I will not. who gets up there, like, it, it, sound, yeah, it sounds like when you do some karaoke, it's like, oh, here we go. We got a professional, guys. Oh, God. No, don't be that guy. Tell you me about your karaoke experience. Um, well, I, I, I was singing, uh, what's, that, that, what's that Journey song? Uh, don't Stop Believing. Oh. Yeah. And um, it was horrible. It was, it was pretty bad. I really, is there footage? Uh, well, social media wasn't big back then. Oh, dang. Um, so, uh, You're luckily, lucky. Yeah. I'm very lucky. <laughs> I'm very lucky. We're, we're, I'm like on the cusp of like in that in-between generation. Okay. You know, before people had their phones out of everything. Right, right, but right. Uh, yeah, I realized that singing wasn't for me. And I'm just going to talk. Okay. You know, do you probably. do music or are you involved in music? Or uh, listening to it. Okay. Uh, no, I don't have any talent. Uh, oh, that's... I guess this is a talent. This is a talent, yeah. Yeah, but, I wouldn't be able to yeah, do what you do. People don't feel the same about me talking as they do. You don't know. Do, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I was laughing so hard when you were doing your segment earlier. Oh, come on. That made me feel some type of way. Come on now. <laughs> Grace me over here with the compliments, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Listen, yeah, look, all y'all other artists that want to come on, y'all better have some compliments for me. All right, y'all don't be y'all don't be saying nothing about my work, and she's she's been so complimentary since she's got here. So all y'all listening, take notes. All right, either you come with a t-shirt, or you come with compliments. All right. Um. So so when was so so when was your first performance? You say like you've been in New York about eight months, right? Yeah, like so new. So how long after you moved to New York did you decide like all right, it's time for me to get on stage out here? Okay. Uh. Yeah. So I moved here. Um, end of September of 2018, and my first performance I think was January 3rd. Okay, oh, it's, it's not even that. It's, it's you didn't like wait too long to do it. Feels yeah. like I did, but yeah, because I was working. Um, right. I got caught up in the nine to five and didn't write a song for like three months, and mm-hmm. was like still oh, yeah, trying you, to figure yeah, out. You can get caught up in the grind here in New York. Yeah. I yes, that was and that was a whole. I'm I'm glad that I experienced that because that was like a whole other New York that I never expected. Like. Mm-hmm. On the train at like seven in the morning with everybody in their suits and like just a coffee. Yeah, we get on the train that early and like, 
why is there a hundred thousand honestly honestly and i was like wow this is a whole situation right now there's so many people it's so early in the morning everybody is grouchy but everybody's grinding and that was like cool to see and like people work so hard here um i i work all like i come in here like off hours so i have to travel like after like the morning rush hours yeah and I get so mad when a train pulls up and I don't have a seat. It's like, hey, it's it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, why, so. why is everyone, where I, is yeah, everybody going? I took the train at like 5 a.m. the other day because I had to go to Boston and it was packed. And I just, I mean, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, this is like people's, you know, they actually have to like get up this early. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, this is it. like one time thing, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so January, January 3rd at Arlene's Grocery. Wow, Arlene's Grocery. Yeah. Nice. I, I know opening, that venue. Yeah. Opening for Honey Trap. Thanks, guys. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, and my guitarist, Frank, joked that, what did he say? He said, uh, if you mess up your, your first performance in New York, you're never going to play again or something oh horrible. <laughs> that I was like, well, I know you're not trying to psych me out, but it's like he was totally joking. But it's, If it's one thing that us men are not good at, it's uh, comforting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's saying uh, yeah, something. Yeah, he was like really joking, but I was like, okay, yeah. like. Just calm down. So, yeah, but it went really well, and then we just, like, I wouldn't say, like, hit the ground running, but it was, like, performance bug totally Yeah, hit you've me. been performing ever since. Do mm-hmm. you have, like, a favorite uh, venue that you like to perform at? Ooh, uh, okay, I haven't done that many, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to... It's so hard to, like, remember... The, the, the owners of the venues aren't listening, so they're... So, oh, my God. So I've always wanted to perform at the Delancey, so hey. Um, but, uh, I mean, maybe Arlene's just because it's so there's so many musicians that show up. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, like, on Thursdays, they do... There's, like, a jam session. Right. And everybody that's there is, like, so cool and welcoming and um, just there for, literally for the music. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Like the Delancey, you mentioned the Delancey. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a good, that's a good venue. Yeah. It's a, it's a real good venue. I want to play there. And um, I lost my wallet there one day. I left my, uh, I le- no, no, no. I left my ID at the bar. No. And they totally still had it when I went back oh, like, the next week. Yeah. I know. Okay. Lucky me. I went to play a scratch up because like, I'm lucky and I didn't, I didn't. Oh. You know, it's okay. I'm still here. But. <laughs> so um, so you, you say you've always wanted to play the, the, the land scene. Mm. Uh, so you don't like necessarily have like a like a favorite venue, right? I don't. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to play anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe a few years down the line, I'll have like a favorite one, and I'm just constantly. How do you how do you see. balance um, like the the grind that it is just to be in New York? Period. Like, how do you balance that grind with making sure you have time for your art and making sure you're getting out there and performing? Honestly, it was when I first moved here. I couldn't balance it. Right. Like yeah. I I moved here and it was like my music totally took like a backseat. Yeah. Um, and then basically just decided, like, well, the reason that I'm here is so that that's at the front. Like, mm-hmm. it's at the front of uh, everything that I'm doing. So right now, music is literally my top priority. Right. Um, I do, like, weddings. You know, you got to get gotta get the checks. So you got to, like, yeah. you know, do the corporate events. Mm-hmm. Um, but Get to the bag, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bag, bread. We don't say bread Oh, yeah. okay. That's yeah, bag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Bag. See, my accent was just supposed to come out. It, it, so we say bag. 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 Get that bag. Get that bag. Like bag. <laughs> you say bag, right? Bag. Yeah. Yeah. Get so B A G is bag. 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 
my band, like, yeah. I have a song um, called Rose Colored, and the literally the chorus is, um, my life was rose colored, you were covered in red flags, but it looked like armor, flags, but you flags. say flags, right? Yeah, we say flags. Yeah, so yeah. that's the running joke, is like, you were covered in red flags. changed words now. I know everyone's like, you shouldn't do that, but it just makes it easier so that every time you say something, it's like, you can just like have a regular conversation like, yeah. restroom, that's like a new thing. I could go on. There's so many words that are so yeah, different. How do you guys say restroom? Washroom. Washroom. Mm-hmm. I never know why they call it restroom in the first place. I don't know either. And for us, if, you say, if you say restroom in Toronto, you're like so bougie. Like, you're like, oh, where's the restroom? And you're like, oh, excuse oh, me. Excuse like, well, it's like, I don't know where the restroom is. I know where the washroom is. Like, oh, so it's really funny that that's like regular here because for us, mm-hmm. that's like so bougie. Um, but yeah, I've had time. I, I do just, you know, you got to like make adjustments to your right. accent. Right, right. Um, so, uh, the music scene in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, is this something that you're kind of, like, a little connected to, or are you, like, a little, like, kind of far removed from it because you're here in New York? Like, what has, what's the music scene like, like, in Toronto? I'm kind of removed. I'm not going to lie. I've been here for five years. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go back and experience, like, just throw myself in it completely. So, so have, you haven't been back since... I mean, I've been back for, like, two weeks at a time, maybe. Yeah. Um, but my beautiful band is here. My musicians are here. Like, everybody in, like, is in America, like, that I know. Yeah. Um, you formed but, a band out here? Or mm-hmm. they came from... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I met oh. them here. met them here. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, my God. That would be awesome if I, like... Yeah, that would they be came cool, with right? me or Hey, guys. So go to New York. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to it. convince my band here to be like, let's do a tour in Canada. Like... I mean, I think you totally should. That would be sick, right? Yeah, you totally should. Yeah. yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of, like, flex any any connections that I have in Toronto, like, once I'm back and, um, like, throw myself into that scene. Because I know it's so good. Right. And my friends, when they go back, like, everybody gigs, so I'm excited to So you have, like, other, other friends who, like, who are in the music scene. Mm-hmm, I do, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Doing their thing. Yeah. You ever try to convince them, like, yo, you should come out here and, and do, like, a, do a show or try to maybe bring them out on stage or something? Oh, my God. I mean, if, if our schedule's lined up, like, 100%, mm-hmm. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there's a few Canadians out here, and we try and, like, stick together and do shows and sing backgrounds for each other and stuff, yeah. so. 
Yeah. I wonder what. I, I, I wonder how many people. <clears throat> how many artists I probably come across who are like hiding their Canadian. <laughs> you know, because like to be honest, mm-hmm. um, being like from like Toronto yeah. or just being from Canada, period. It wasn't really popping until I'm pretty sure you know what I'm about to say until until Drake like you know came know, out and I Six know. God and all that <laughs> stuff like it, what is how is he looked at out, oh out, my gosh like, I, you know like I get a, this question like all the time yeah damn uh, I'm never gonna ask that question no no it's a good question I mean I'd be curious too I mean yeah we love him there yeah like he I was. Uh, walking down the street, like, oh my gosh, well, this was like the last time I was out, but there's like billboards of him, like downtown. Yeah. We love him. Uh, yeah, that's just that. But the thing is, too, like, he he is he's repping and he like he reps Toronto like hard, mm-hmm. especially like during, like, I don't know how big of a sports fan you are, but like, especially oh, during these well, past, during these playoffs, he's, like, he's really going for it in the sidelines. Oh, yeah. You think there. he's doing too much? Well, didn't they have to talk to him? Did yeah, they have to tell him to calm down? The, I think... The actual league had to, like, <laughs> talk to him. I mean, I think, like, Canadians have a tendency, like, when we're in America, to, like, really just, like, rep anything Canadian whatsoever. It's, like, yeah. a really known thing that anything, right. is, if it's ever Canadian, we're like, hey, that's Canadian, or they're from Canada. So, like, right, right, right. I don't think he's, I mean, I think he's doing too much, but I don't blame him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very exciting time. Like, very, yeah. Raptors haven't been in the finals in, like... Ever. ever? Yeah. So. yeah it's the first time ever, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we love Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just all ties back to Drake. But, but no, um, so definitely. So so what can we, so so you got any, do you have any, like, projects or anything that you're working on, anything, like, that's about to come out? Yeah, so I have um, my, I have a, I'm working on an EP. It's in its little baby uh, stages right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm so excited. Um, it's my first time where I'm going to really just, like, write about love. Like, I've never written about that. I kind of yeah, try yeah. and avoid talking about my feelings. Um, ergo, quiet, which is, like, literally, yeah. I don't want to talk about Some feelings. of the greatest records, some of the greatest projects have been made based on, like, past, like, love experiences. Right. You know, so it could be, so, like, a very, like, good thing for I can't, you. I I'm, can't. I'm excited. Like, I feel like this will really be... Um, there won't be any barrier between myself and the audience. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, this is this is who I am, and this is how I feel about love, and this is what I've gone through. So, yeah, that's my next project. And the first, I can say the first, um, like, single off that EP is called Angel. Ah. I'm so excited. What's, what's Angel about, if, if you are able <laughs> to give us some um, insight? Yeah, I, well, I haven't figured out, like, my, you know, you got to figure out, like, what you're going to, mm-hmm. how you going to. Do you have the name for the, do you know what you want to name the EP? No. I'm over here trying to get exclusives and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an idea, well, I could tell you. Anyway, yeah, I was like, if you could suggest me names for the EP. But, yeah, Angel is, um, I guess, like a letter to uh, an old love about a new love. Like, no. Well, that's disrespectful. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not the nicest. <laughs> a letter, it's, a letter to an is, old love. That's like a nice way of saying, like, look what I have now. Dear <laughs> you were trash. And but, this person that I'm with now is amazing. Is that, is that pretty much just, what it is? Um, that's what social media I, is about, though, right? Is what? Fle- flexing on your ex. Oh, that, that's not... That, I, that's, what some, that's what some people use it for. That's you could, true. You could always tell uh, somebody's profile when they just you got think? out of a relationship. Oh, 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 when they just got out of a relationship. When they just got out of a relationship. 100. <laughs> the glow up is so real. I was, there is a glow up box <laughs> that... And, and only women have it in the back of their closet. 
and there is, there is, there are. You think only women have yes, it? Yes. Wait, what about you guys? Guys, we we just we just drink and do drugs and oh. try to party with our boys. See, okay. the thing is, like after a relationship, yeah. you guys actually, the women actually get their emotions out. Like you cry about it. Okay. You know, you uh, talk to your friends about it. Okay. You get to a place where you're comfortable with it somewhat, and then you start to glow up. Okay. And then you go. What's your? What do I do? What about the men? Men, we just um, call our boys, and, and men aren't too good about talking about relationships. So okay. you might call your boy, but yo, man, you know what I'm saying? Like we we broke up, and your boy would just be like, "Damn," and that's the end yeah, of that. Pretty much it. And he's like, "Yo, you know what, it's man? Not much closure. No, no, it's not much closure okay. at all. It's like, you know what, man? You don't need help. We gonna go out. That's that's what that's what that's how we deal with it. But see, women have a a whole box in the back of their uh, closet, and they just That's blow the funny, dust actually. off of it. And it's, <laughs> there's like sundresses, hair coloring in there, uh, you know, new shoes, you know, like everything's in there, like different makeup products that they wasn't using while they was in a relationship. It's it's crazy. I but, will, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's it's, a, it's about a time to, to get out of here. Um, it was a, a pleasure sitting down with you. Real quick, uh, just plug is like your socials right now where everyone can find you at and where they can get your music at yep at grace gw on instagram and through there you can kind of find everything else grace may music uh on facebook and grace may on all streaming platforms to stream quiet that's right it is the wonderful grace may thank, thank you, you so much my ben. guest for today on ben talks don't go anywhere here now rachel c is up next and it is yours truly filling in for rachel on this uh thursday so don't go anywhere uh, I'll catch you guys what Tuesday I'll be back for, for Brooklyn Bandstand so uh, everyone enjoy your weekend stay safe and now Rachel see you up next